0: are locked on giants your daily san francisco giants podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome back to locked on giants baseball part of the locked on podcast network your team every day my name is ben kaspik and i am thrilled to be with you again today On the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 to 20 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Coming up on today's show, instead of doing the mailbag today because, like usual, I didn't get the prompt out in time. But something else I've been wanting to do and we will do today is we're going to hand out grades for the San Francisco Giants 2020 season. We'll be grading Gabe Kapler in his first year as Giants manager, the coaching staff as a whole outside of Kapler, the outfielders, the infielders, the team defense, the starters, the relievers, the trade deadline, and the offseason moves. So, it's going to spark really interesting conversations across the board, I think, in all of these different categories. Hopefully, we'll be able to squeeze it all in. If not, we'll continue this conversation later in the week. This is a daily show. So, thank you for joining me. A little bit about me before we get started I've been a contributor for the baseball analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Fangraphs as a Rotographs contributor. I started a Giants podcast called Covecast in 2015 and then joined the Locked On Podcast Network prior to the 2019 season. I'm also a lifelong diehard Giants fan. So I've been following this team for a long time and, you know, it's, it's really interesting to me to like take a step back and look at the ebbs and flows of a baseball franchise. So of course, the, the position the Giants are currently in, in my opinion, is that they're on the rise. And so I think that's going to be reflected in a lot of these grades. Obviously, the Giants had a new manager in 2020, Gabe Kapler, replacing Bruce Bochy, who's headed to the Hall of Fame. And so he really had an uphill battle to win people over. But I think ultimately, he did end up doing that for a number of different reasons. So the grade that I'm going to give to Kapler is a solid B. He gets credit. And we'll talk about the coaches in a minute. But he gets credit for hiring this coaching staff, putting together this coaching staff that had a huge impact, especially on the hitters this season. The reason Kapler doesn't get an A is because he did make a couple of moves that seemed to backfire in a significant way. And of course, he also made that mistake where he went out for a second mound visit after the pitching coach had just gone out. And he removed a pitcher from the game only for the umpires to come tell him, hey, you can't take this guy out of the game. He has to go back out there. So that was nothing but just embarrassing for Kepler, But it did matter because people already were critical of him. So to, to make a mistake like that only made things worse for him. Also, his decision to go to Sam Coonrod in that crucial game that, uh, The Giants lost with Coonrod giving up a walk-off home run at Oracle Park to the Padres. Seemed to be a little bit of a questionable move, and it ultimately hurt them and probably cost them the postseason. I mean, there are a number of things that cost them from making the playoffs, but that was one of them. So also the way he handled using Trevor Gott uh, when Gott was clearly just melting down and he continued to put him out there, probably one or two games too many in a high leverage role, and that backfired as well. But he gets a lot of credit for the coaching staff, and then overall, besides those highly publicized moves that didn't work out, I think he did a really good job. And generally speaking, he did a good job managing the bullpen. Most of his moves made sense. And then he did an excellent job managing the offense, putting these lineups together, and then making pinch hit decisions. And there were a lot of them, and he did a really good job of it probably among the best in the game so I was tempted to give him an even better grade but there definitely were some some down moments for him this year so he gets a B the coaching staff for me gets an A A plus it would be very hard to overstate how great of an impact these guys seem to have on the offense so much of the Giants doing better this year is probably a credit to the coaching staff which again Kapler put this staff together, found these guys, and put this staff together. So he gets tremendous credit as well. But they made the Giants the most improved offensive team. If you want to hear all about that, listen to yesterday's show and Monday's show. We get into that in great detail about how the Giants were the the majors' most improved offensive team, and it wasn't because of changes to Oracle Park. Their opponents didn't really change at Oracle Park. The Giants got dramatically better. So huge credit to the offensive coaches, Donnie Ecker, Justin V. Lee, and Dustin Lind. The pitching coaches probably had a lot to do with the breakout performances by Kevin Gosman and Drew Smiley, but some of the other pitchers like Logan Webb, Johnny Cueto, and some of the relievers didn't have their best years, and so that's why I lean towards maybe not giving an A-plus here. I know I said A+, plus, but I said a, a plus. Anyway, I'm going back to A because I think we didn't quite see as much as we would like out of the pitchers. Catching coaches, I think, did a good job teaching this new technique where they're, they're getting down on, on the ground with their glove before a pitch and then coming up to frame the low pitch. And I think that is an underrated huge impact as well. Framing pitches, getting strikes, on pitches that are not strikes is so much more valuable than any possible loss that you might get by being in that position that might lead to a past ball or wild pitch every now and then framing pitches and changing counts and and getting strikeouts on balls is just so much more valuable than the occasional extra 90 feet for a base runner. So anyway, Kapler B coaching staff, a and very much trending positively for, for this entire group. So coming up next, we'll talk about, I'm not sure we're going to have time to squeeze it all in. I want to talk about the outfield, the infield, the defense, the starters, the relievers, the trade deadline, and the offseason moves. We'll, we'll probably move a little more quickly than we did in the first half. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmates, it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour, No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code locked on. All right, as promised here in the second half of the show, we'll continue handing out grades for the Giants in this 2020 season. The outfield gets an A for me, and that's a big deal because the Giants of recent years do we remember they had an awful outfield and they were getting zero production out of their outfield when it was like Denard Span and a declining Hunter Pence and who the heck knows who else was even out there. Nobody of consequence. But this year, out of Mike Yastrzemski, who basically was an MVP candidate all season, Austin Slater, who had a nice huge breakout performance, Alex Dickerson, who was great again in that platoon role, so was Darren Ruff. Mauricio Dubon had a nice, solid year and was a good defensive outfielder. Makes up for the fact that they didn't get much out of Jalen Davis, Steven Duggar, Joe McCarthy, or Hunter Pence. So I'm giving the outfield a solid A. The infield gets a B for me. Brandon Belt had a phenomenal year at first base, which was great to see after he was showing some signs of decline. Wilmer Flores and Donovan Solano were great at second base. Between the two of them, they were both phenomenal. Brandon Crawford had a nice season at shortstop, but Evan Longoria, you know, despite being a good defensive player, we continued to see a uh, decline offensively, where he's just a little bit below league average now, probably as an offensive player. So really, I mean, I should go A-minus, I think, now that I think about this more, or at least a B-plus because of Solano, Flores, Belt, Crawford, but I'm pessimistic about Evan Longoria and the fact that he signed for two additional seasons, and he actually turns 35 today, so happy birthday, Evan Longoria. I'm sorry I'm ripping you on the show, but you know they have his age 35 and age 36 seasons, and you're already seeing that offensive decline. It's just not a great situation for the Giants. The defense gets a D for me. They just were not a great defensive team this year. Their defense early in the season cost them some games, most likely. Alex Dickerson has proved to be not a very good defensive player. I think we all knew that. His bat makes up for it, but not a great defensive player. Donovan Solano just performed really poorly. At certain moments this season, defensively, just boneheaded errors. I hate, I mean, they're not really mental errors. They're physical errors where you're just making, missing plays that really need to be made. Wilmer Flores made some really bad plays at third base early in the season. Darren Ruff, not a great defensive player, although he was solid. They just weren't a great defensive team. Wilmer Flores made a huge mistake at first base, like a mental mistake. That totally cost them one of those Trevor Gott games where Flores decided not to step on first base and instead make an ill-advised throw to second base. Brandon Crawford, though, had a nice rebound season. Mauricio Dubon proved he can play center. Mike Kostremski, I think, is a solid outfielder. Not the best, but certainly not the worst. Joey Bart, I should mention, kind of melted down a little bit behind the plate at times, dropping pitches and... In one particular game he made just tons of mistakes. So overall they get a D from me. The starting pitchers get a B. They were solid. I mean the ERA was deceptively high. I think. Jeff Samarja kind of skewed that. There's he wasn't really in their plans after he just completely fell apart in his first few starts. But besides that, I mean Gosman and Smiley, if only Smiley didn't have that finger index finger issue, they they probably would have made the playoffs. But those two were just phenomenal signings, which we'll get to in a minute. So headlined by them and Tyler Anderson, who was solid average, that made up a really good top three, I think. And then unfortunately, though, Logan Webb and Johnny Cueto did not have very good seasons. Cueto had his moments, but also really struggled down the stretch. Same with Logan Webb. He had his moments, but just ultimately... Wasn't very good, really struggled with command at times. Trevor Cahill was a nice addition, but also after a strong start faltered down the stretch in the starting rotation. So, solid B from the starters. Relievers get a C minus. They really settled in and they ended up with a pretty nice ERA, but they also really had some rough patches. Tyler Rogers, despite good peripherals, just never really got into a groove where he was just automatic. He was always seemingly falling behind in counts and allowing key hits. I really liked what I saw from Caleb Barriger. ultimately. Tony Watson had a really solid season, as did Harleen Garcia, but Trevor got I mean, just completely imploded this year. Cost them the season, almost certainly. I mean, there's so many things to point to, but if he just has a normal year, then they're going to win at least one more game, probably two or more. So the relievers up and down performance get a C minus. Now moving on to the trade deadline and offseason moves. I'm giving the trade deadline a D. I really think the Giants, looking back in hindsight, dropped the ball not by not selling Gosman and Smiley, which I think would have been a mistake given that they were in playoff position in the push and ultimately missed it by just one game. So you can easily say they should have added instead of subtracted, and that's what I'm going to say, is that they needed, in hindsight, to add what Farhan Zaidi said. He always felt like they were missing a left-handed bat, and he also said they needed maybe a veteran right-handed reliever. And so it's not totally fair to criticize when we don't know what other teams were asking for, with the Giants searching for those commodities, which we know they were. But the fact that the Giants did nothing at the trade deadline except acquire Anthony Banda, who had been DFA'd by the Rays, kind of very minor trade, but they really could have used ultimately that extra left-handed bat to play against right-handed pitching, and then a, a more steady bullpen force might have saved them down the stretch there when they blew some key games including the Coonrod game. So I think they'll live to regret that they didn't make those moves. Lastly, the offseason moves get an A for me. Kevin Gosman, Drew Smiley, as I said, those were two of the better free agent signings in all of baseball. I mean, Smiley didn't play that much, so it's hard to say that, but Gosman certainly was. He really, truly did become that ace-like presence at the top of the Giants rotation. For a one-year deal, anybody could have signed this guy, and it was the Giants who went after him. And they took some heat for these moves, but they ended up really working out. Wilmer Flores was another offseason season addition $3 million contract for this year and also signed for next year for $3 million and then a club option for the year after that. Looks to be a really savvy move as well. Darren Ruff coming out of Korea was another great offseason move They bolstered their farm system with the Will Wilson trade. Tyler Anderson, that was another. They claimed him off waivers. The Rockies had DFA'd him. He was solid and really helped out and solidified the rotation. So anyway, I just think a lot of the moves were were small, under-the-radar moves, but so many of them paid huge dividends despite being quote-unquote small moves. So the future is bright for the Giants. That was the grades overall for this 2020 season i guess i'll give it like an a minus or a b plus probably an a minus because you know missing the postseason is what gives them the minus but pretty much other than that it went about as well as it could have gone the 2020 season so that is all the time we have for today look out for that prompt on twitter and come back tomorrow if you want to hear your questions or hear other people's questions asked and answered about the 2020 season and looking ahead to the twenty twenty-one season and this off season. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you're a fan of this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. Whatever you can do is very, very much appreciated. Thanks so much for listening and until then, we'll see you next time.